I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Okay, ladies. So, um, I want to talk about anger today because out of all the reasons that women come to me and enroll in Mom Empowered, this is actually the biggest one. Wanting to overcome their anger, wanting to learn how to manage their anger, this is the biggest reason I see women coming. And I think that on some level, all of us moms struggle with anger. Um, Whether that's anger in motherhood or anger in our marriage or anger toward whatever is happening around us or to us, whatever situations we're facing. And today, I want to remind everybody, or maybe even share for the first time with some of you, where this anger is actually coming from. This is something that I'm especially passionate about because of my own past struggles with anger and um, navigating postpartum rage. And I don't want to see you ladies struggling in those same ways anymore either. So, let's talk about anger. Where does our anger come from? Or why why do we get angry? Well, it actually comes fear of losing control because there's this assumption that a lot of us women have and it's that if we don't have full control over our circumstances or ourselves or our kids or our spouses, that we are somehow robbed of power, we are somehow powerless, and it's this belief that leads us to try to fight for control again and again. This is where our anger is coming from. It's this belief that we don't have power, and so we must fight for power. We must fight for control once again. And this can be this can be seen in so many different situations. And just you know, all the different things that my clients have shared with me just shows how universal this fight really is you know you might be struggling with a ton of anger because you feel disconnected or you feel like you're not pursued by your partner um or maybe you might maybe another is feeling angry because she has these expectations around her kids behavior and it doesn't line up um her kids behavior doesn't line up with those um you might be angry because you have this super long to-do list and it just seems like nothing ever gets done and so you just feel like you have to work so hard and so hard and you just and you never never get to complete the list that's sitting right in front of you and in all of these situations the anger is still stemming from the same thing it's coming from fear It's a fear of not being in control, it's a fear of being powerless, and it's a fear of not having options. And when I think about fear manifesting in our lives because of anger, I actually sometimes think about the movie Frozen, which it's so funny that I'm talking about this right now because my kids are actually downstairs right now watching Frozen for probably the hundredth time. Um, But I think about the movie Frozen because of Elsa and how she had this deep fear of hurting others. Um, It was like instilled in her from her childhood that she might hurt others. And this fear eventually wound up manifesting as anger and destruction. And she ended up freezing the town of Arendelle and then later hurting her sister Anna on accident, but still hurting her and hurting even more people. And the problem wasn't her anger. 
The problem wasn't that she was hurting people. The problem was that she was living in fear. She didn't feel free to be herself and she lived in constant fear. And I think that some of you ladies who are listening today can probably relate really well to Elsa because you've seen firsthand the destruction that you're capable of. And you now you're even more convinced than ever that you have to try to control things at any cost. And this becomes your source of fear and anxiety. But the tricky thing about fear, though, is that it doesn't make things better. It doesn't make us more in control. It makes things worse. It's, it's when we're more likely to spiral and hurt others and hurt ourselves. And I really do believe we can learn a lot from Frozen. We can learn a lot from Elsa because at the end of the movie, when Elsa learns that her magic is actually a gift and it's not a curse, she finally gives herself permission to embrace that gift instead of run away from it. That's when she was no longer ruled by fear. And she was able to be exactly who she was created to be. And I believe that Jesus wants each of us to be free from our fear too. He wants to set each of us free so that we can be exactly who we are created to be. So today I want to share two simple exercises that will help you with this. Um, but first, I, I just want to answer the question of how do we go from feeling powerless to feeling powerful? How do we stop feeling this need to keep angrily fighting for control, to keep trying to grasp whatever power we have? How do we, how do we stop doing that and actually instead just walk in calm and peace no matter what? And I believe that the answer to this is empowerment. This is what I teach in my Mom Empowered program. I teach you how to manage your emotions by managing your thoughts and beliefs and stories you're telling yourself and use that as a means to produce more empowerment or confidence in your life. Just this overall belief of, I don't need to lash out anymore. I don't need to fight for control anymore because I'm not a victim. I do have a say. I do have options here. I have freedom and I have authority given to me by God. That is what I mean by uh, by having empowerment. So I want to help you get a taste of how easily and quickly empowerment can replace your anger by giving you these two exercises that you can start doing today right now if you want. So these are exercises that I my clients to help them manage their emotions and help them move forward too. And the first exercise involves you thinking of a situation or problem you're currently facing in your life where you are seeing yourself getting angry. You are feeling frustrated or irritated or out of control. And this could be anything from something maybe your husband's doing, you know, like maybe he's not helping clean the kitchen. Or maybe you think about your toddler who's skipping their nap. Or, or it could even be that you just got a really unexpected bill in the mail. And on all these situations are, are causing frustration. So I want you to think of like one of those situations or problems. And once you have that problem in mind, I want you to get out a piece of paper and a pen and number some lines one to five. And next to each number, I want you to start writing down an option that you have for either resolving this problem or moving forward with this problem. So for example, if your problem is that your husband doesn't help out around the house like you wish he would, some of your options might be, number one, ask him to help more, which you may have already 
tried and you've discovered it doesn't work, okay, that's fine, but that's still an option. Number one, ask him to help more. Number two, don't ask him to help anymore, which is a totally valid option. That is a real option. It's not maybe the most ideal one. If you do still want him to contribute and you're tired of, you know, dealing with um, the house all by yourself, but it, it, it is still an option. It's still a solution here. Another option, number three, might be to write down a, a written reminder for your husband of how exactly you would like him to help. You could put this on the fridge if that's where he'll notice it. I know that for my husband, he doesn't, that doesn't quite work for him. So maybe instead you'll want to write the reminder on his bathroom mirror or text it to his phone. But the point is that you're trying something different. This is another option here. Another option, number four, is might be to have some sort of daily check-in with each other where you both sit down together and you talk about what needs to get done and what actually matters to the both of you. And then you devise a plan for who's going to do what and when it's going to get done. That is an option. And lastly, option five, maybe could be something along the lines of setting a firmer boundary. So for example, if you have this expectation that your husband is going to help clean the kitchen um, every night and yet every night, every night, you're still the only one cleaning it. An example of setting a boundary here might be to communicate with him that you're only going to clean so much of the kitchen and you're going to leave the rest for him to do at a time that works for him. And if he doesn't, then the boundary is that the kitchen just continues to get grosser and grosser because you're not going to do that until the kitchen reaches the point where maybe no one's able to cook anymore. And I know that that might be sad or that might be frustrating, you know, if you were to allow that to happen, but truly this is still the way to communicate an expectation that you have and to release yourself from the burden of trying to control the situation with your anger and through demanding. Because setting boundaries, this is, this is what it's meant to help with. It's meant to not control another person, but to just give yourself some protection and some relief again. Um, now, obviously, the thing that you're listing out options for might not be the situation at all, but something very different. And yet, the purpose behind it is still the same. Listing out your options brings you back to reality. It brings you back to reality. And the reality is you do have a say. You do always have power. You are not a victim here. You do have options and you are given so many opportunities to try new things. And it is up to you to decide whether you're going to keep fighting to make the option that you want to work work or if you will allow yourself to get creative and maybe solve this problem differently. Every time you are listing out an option, you are communicating to yourself. You're reminding yourself in that fear that you have of being out of control, that you don't need to live like that anymore. You are replacing the lie that you are powerless. You're replacing that lie with the truth. And when you do this, there, there isn't a ton of room left for anger anymore. Now, there's the, now you're more freed up for things like curiosity and creativity and calm and confidence, even excitement. Okay, so that is exercise number one that I want to encourage you to try. Exercise number two, again, this is something I use in my own life. I use with women in my program. This is to do a thought download around a situation or a problem that you are facing that is either causing friction or frustration or anger in some way. I want you to do a thought download. 
and to use these thoughts as your guide for choosing new thoughts, new beliefs for yourself. And here's what I mean by this. Let's say um, that you have a toddler who is really pushing your buttons. They are not listening. They're asking the same questions over and over again. They are roughhousing and breaking things and climbing on things and, and just doing things that typically cause you a lot of stress. Which then comes out as anger in you, and then you end up yelling and you're wanting to punish them. In this situation, a thought download would look like you taking a piece of paper, maybe not in the moment, but later on when you get a chance to really focus in on it and process it. You take a piece of paper, and on that paper, you start writing everything that you were believing in those situations, every story you are telling yourself about yourself or about your child, or every thought that is just making your blood boil, or is making you feel powerless, and like you have to get into that fight for control. And I, and I want you to list out all of these thoughts, just one after the other. It's a thought download, it's a free-for-all. And a few examples of the thoughts that might come up in this example is, um, she never listens, um, he is being so annoying right now, um, that reminds me that I actually had a call with a client last week and we were both laughing because I felt like I needed to give her permission to to say that her child was annoying. You know, I was like, yeah, I have a four-year-old and she's annoying and I think she knows it. And and just it was just a really lighthearted moment in the middle of us talking about something more serious and that, that's beside the point. But hey, you have permission to call your child annoying, maybe not to them, but if but if that's what you're feeling, you're allowed to express that. But going back to what we're talking about, about doing a thought download, some other thoughts that you might be having are, if I don't stop this behavior now, things are going to get worse. That might be a real fear that you have. If, if, I, don't, if I don't get ahead of this now, things are going to get worse. Or you might be thinking this thought of, if I don't discipline him enough, if I don't discipline him harshly enough, he will never change. You might be thinking to yourself thoughts about yourself as a mom in these situations. You might be thinking to yourself, um, I'm a crappy mom because I don't know how to control my kid. That might be a real thing that you're thinking. Or you might even be thinking, this is not the life I want. In that moment, you're just having this thought come in of, this is not what I want. This is not the life I want or what I want my life to look like right now. And you guys, this is, this is a big one. And I have no judgment, no judgment for anyone who has this thought or has had this thought. I think it's actually a really amazing and powerful thing when, when I get to work with women who are in this place and, and, and when I see them allowing themselves to own this truth of, I didn't want to become a mom or I wasn't ready to have another or I didn't want to stay home with the kids, or I, I, I wish I could be working, I wish I could go back to work, or, or I, I wish that I didn't go back to work, I want to be home, this isn't what I want. I think it's so important that we allow ourselves the, the ability to express our wants and our disappointments like this, because if we don't, how can we ever process them and deal with them? So anyway, I just gave you a list of thoughts that may come up in a situation of having a toddler or having a kid who just isn't listening or is pushing your buttons. And the next step is once you have a list like this, your thought download list, the next step is to ask yourself for each individual thought that you wrote down, is this true? Is this thought serving me? And if not, what would I want to think or believe instead? What would be the thought that brings me out of my fear, out of my anger, 
and puts me more in a place of calm, excuse me, and confidence again. So instead of the thought of, I have to get through to him, or if I don't discipline him enough, he will never change. Instead of that thought, maybe a new thought you would want to choose for yourself is along the lines of, you know what, my child is acting appropriately for his age. He is. And training him is a process that takes time, but will yield fruitful results. That, that thought might be one that you want to replace that one with and see how it's rooted in more truth than just this raw emotion. It's actually a really neutral thought, which is good because it gives you an opportunity to focus on something that doesn't automatically trigger that fear or that feeling of powerlessness that's creating that frustration you're experiencing. Another thought, um, the thought of I'm a crappy mom because I don't know how to control my child, you might want to replace that one with a really gracious thought. You know, a thought of, you know what, I'm a mom who loves her child so deeply and is committed to learning new ways to love and train her even better. This is such a powerful thought. It really is because it's actually one that doesn't just evoke um, more calm and more confidence, but it actually evokes creativity. It, it evokes problem solving. Because once you acknowledge that you are a mom with options, a mom who is still learning and is capable of trying new things, all of a sudden that behavior that is really getting to you is just a behavior now. It doesn't define you. It doesn't mean anything about you. It, it doesn't, doesn't, it's not anything that has control over you. You still have the free will and the ability to tackle this behavior. Um, maybe like you even would a science experiment. You can create a hypothesis of what might help in the future. And then you can take the proper steps to implement some experiments around that hypothesis and then to see what works. Instead of continuing to do the same thing over and over again, yelling, lashing out, breaking down, which you know is not working or helping. Okay, so I just shared two exercises for you to try. The first is to list out your options and to really get creative with this one. And the second is to do a thought download and to then work on replacing each of those thoughts so that you can get out of this mode of anger and lashing out and get back into a place of calm and confidence and being able to, to behave in a place of empowerment. Um, I want to help you manage your thoughts and emotions more with these exercises so that you can move forward as an empowered mom instead of continuing to feel like you're always an angry one. And I, I know what that's like. I used to be the angry mom. And really, I wasn't just an angry mom. I was an angry wife. I was just angry, period. And all because I felt like I needed to fight for control in order to be happy or in order to feel safe or in order to have the life that I want just the way that I want, or to control my home and to control my marriage. And really what changed everything for me was realizing that I'd rather be a happy mom, I'd rather be a kind wife than a mom or wife who has everything under control 100% of the time, who, who does everything just right, who has everything just right. I needed to break out of some of these beliefs that I had in order to do this. And, but once I did, it was so freeing. And the number one thing that helped me was stepping into a place of more empowerment. And this is why my coaching program is even called Mom Empowered, because I'm all about empowering moms for that same kind of transformation, that same kind of freedom. If you are in a season right now where you are not liking the way that you're showing up, you're not liking the way you're behaving or feeling or even thinking, 
around your kids or around your spouse or even just with by yourself, I would love to help you change that. I would love to equip you with even more tools that can empower you to use the authority you, you already have to solve problems and to break out of your anxiety and your anger and to walk in the freedom that was bought for you. If you are ready to learn more or you just want to chat more about this, um, you can message me or you can visit my website, jessieheredia.com forward slash coaching. But either way, no matter what, it is always an honor for me to be able to coach you and challenge you in these things. Thank you for even trusting me to, to be a voice of, of truth and confidence for you. And I do hope that today's conversation on anger and what is really at the root of that anger and, and how you can start solving for it. I hope that this is something that you can use to start making changes this week, to start experiencing more peace and joy right now. Um, because I want that for you, and I'm guessing that you want that too. All right, I love you all. I am rooting for you guys.